action and all that they do that we could never be truly thankful for. We ask your special blessing. And so, Lord, we ask you to take full and complete control of this service now. May you be glorified. May we be edified. And we pray that the devil indeed will be terrified. So, God, take control and have your way. And at the end, let it be said by everyone, it was good for us to have been here. So we thank you for that which you're doing right now and for that which you're about to do. For we ask it in Jesus' name and all God's people says, Amen. Let's welcome the worship team. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, everybody. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord, somebody. Can we give them a wave, offering? Hallelujah. We are glad, we are happy, we are blessed to be in the house of the Lord. I would admit when I heard the showers this morning, I did this. Woo I am a straight island girl. I love to sleep when the rain's falling. But I said, Lord, it doesn't matter how I feel. You deserve my best this morning. He deserves our best praise this morning. Hallelujah. He deserves our best worship. So we're going to bless him. Can you find a mom and tell them Happy Mother's Day close by? Happy Mother's Day, ladies. We're going to sing Here We Are. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. Yes. Moms, Happy Mother's Day. You guys look beautiful. Receive our love, receive our worship. 
has been good. The Lord has been kind. The Lord is good. The Lord is kind. The Lord is faithful. The Lord is merciful. He has been our provider. He has been our protector. He has been our shelter. He has been the wisdom giver. He has been the burden bearer. He's allowed us to discern things. Hallelujah! He has helped us. He has helped us. Has he helped you this morning? That's enough to give him praise if he's helped you this morning. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to bless God for all the mothers this morning. And even those that are referred to as mothers but are not biologically mothers. I believe that having a mother and a mother that's a woman of God is a blessing. I was explaining to them on Friday when I was at the event that my girlfriend messaged me and she said she went to the barber shop. She took her five-year-old son and there were some kids in the foyer just cutting up. And their parents letting them cut up. Making a scene. I mean, the barbers couldn't even concentrate. And she said, the barber looked over her and said, why is your son so well behaved? And she was like, because he know if he try me, I will tear the cut up. <laughs> See, I come from the school where your mama didn't even have to touch you. She just got to give you the... You better straighten up right now, Luann. And then, you know, she, she, let, she give you a little grace and let a couple days pass by. But when she do hold you, she remembering from last week, the week before, she calling it out all by name. That's the kind of mama I had. And then I also had a mother that was a praying woman. I looked to the Lord for everything. We got some praying women in the house. We got some praying people in the house. Hallelujah. I'm here to tell you that God is able and you can look to him for anything. Hallelujah. Can we just wave our hands this morning? God, I look to you. We look to your father. I won't be overwhelmed. Give me visions. Yes. See things like. Yes, God, I look to you. Come on, sing it. You where my help comes from. Give me wisdom. Give me wisdom. You know just what to do. Yeah. Oh. Oh.
Hallelujah. 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 Be glorified. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Be magnified, Jesus. Hallelujah. Be lifted up, Jesus. Be exalted, God. Take your rightful place this morning. We exalt you, God. We lift your name up, Father. There is none to be compared to you. We recognize your Lordship this morning. Hallelujah. Just because you're God. Just because you're God. Just because you're God. Not because you've done anything, but just because you're God. We say hallelujah. You're worthy. You're worthy. You're worthy. You're worthy to be praised, God. Hallelujah, my soul sing. 
just bless the Lord a moment. Come on, I don't have to tell you what to do. Hallelujah. You know how good he's been. Hallelujah. You know how faithful he's been. God, we bless you. God, we honor you. God, we glorify you. God, we worship you. God, we adore you. What an awesome God you are. We thank you this day. We thank you this day. God, we thank you for your daily benefits. We thank you for your mercies that I do every morning, God. We thank you, God, that from the rising of the sun to the going down, God, we thank you again, God, because you're good, you're good, you're good, you're good. You're better than life to us, God. Worship you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. My Lord, Jesus. God and King. Faithful is the 
today we thank you for the shelter over our heads we thank you Lord for the food on our table we thank you for the jobs you've provided we thank you for giving us health and strength we give you thanks this morning and we thank you God for the great mothers you've given us we give you thanks this morning and today Lord God we just ask that you breathe afresh upon us revive us today Renew what needs to be renewed in our lives. Restore what needs to be restored. We pray that God, that you rekindle our passion for you even more today and forward. We just ask you, Lord, that you be glorified in this place. Lord, remember this nation, we pray. We pray for the nations that have been attacked by the cyber warfare. We ask for your divine intervention. Lord, we recognize that we are in the last days. Lord, we pray that we prepare our hearts and prepare our lives and prepare ourselves because we can see that redemption draw at nigh. Your coming is near, O oh God. And I pray in the name of Jesus that those who don't know you would come to know you. Yes. That those who don't have that personal relationship with you would establish that relationship even today. We call upon the name of the Lord. We cry out to the living God because you are our refuge. You are our fortress. You are our deliverer. You are the one that we look to God. We look not to the right nor to the left, but our eyes are fixed on you. So today, great and awesome God, be glorified God. You deserve all the glory, all the praise, and all the honor. We ask you now in the name of Jesus to touch lives today like only you can. Somebody needs your help. 
Somebody's desperate, God, for an intervention. Somebody needs direction today. Somebody needs a healing touch in their body. Oh, Jehovah Rapha, send your word to heal. Remember, Sister Patrice, who need your healing touch. Send for others, oh God, this morning that are not here, that need your healing touch, God. Jehovah Rapha, the Lord our healer. And then you are the provider, the Jehovah Jireh, the Lord that will see to it. Hallelujah. So we give you thanks, God. And for that one that needs peace, Jehovah Shalom, you are everything to us today. And we call upon the name of the Lord because the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run it therein and is saved. Today may many call upon your name. May many cry out on the name because your name is powerful. Your name brings healing. Your name brings deliverance. Your name brings victory. So we say the name of Jesus. 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 There is no other name like that name. Hallelujah. We give you praise and we give you glory. We thank you that we can call on that name no matter what time and wherever we are. And there is victory coming to us because we believe in the power of the name of Jesus. So God, have your way today in this service. Be glorified now. We ask it in Jesus' name and all God's people says, Amen. Amen. You may be seated in the house of the Lord. Let's give the worship team a big hand. Hallelujah. While you're, they're coming in, and let me make a couple of announcements uh, very quickly. We, you have on your program, of course, we continue 50 days of transformation. And we'll be getting some good reports from those groups that are meeting. And uh, if you've not been a part of a group, you're missing out. And uh, so we've been getting some good reports of the team. There have been groups have been coming together and, and bonding as well as the information they've been learning is tremendous. And then, of course, uh, coming up is youth camp. And uh, these brochures are outside for those who young people who want to settle for, sign up for youth camp. It's going to be a great youth camp. It's going to be in Homestead this year. And, of course, the price is pretty good. It's only $100 for the camp. And uh, we're going to be having a concert here with all our churches in the district to raise funds for the, that will cover the food. Then on the 26th of this month, you remember an, that, that movie, Another Friday, the, the producers of Another Friday is having another movie called 70 Times 7. Tickets are available at the outside bookstore as well. Then this coming week is Keswick week. And you've gotten your Keswick Convention flyers. Keswick begins on Wednesday and all the way through Sunday. Uh, there's a special ladies meeting on Saturday morning. And a uh, and, uh, special conference, special ladies conference, I'm sorry, on Saturday morning. And that's going to take place at 10 a.m. And everything is taking place at Cooper City Church of God. And so there are several churches in the area that's coming together. And uh, we are coming together for a conference. And each year, right after Mother's Day, that week following Mother's Day, we have Keswick Convention. Our speaker this year is Dr. Marcus Davidson. And uh, so we're going to have a great time. We invite you to be a part of that as well. Now, this Friday is our third Friday prayer. And I want to remind you about that because we've been asking you to bear that in mind. 
I don't want to forget that this Friday is third Friday prayer. And so I want to encourage you to be here so we can talk, call on the Lord because we do need his help in every area of our lives. And so I want to encourage you. Let's come for time of corporate prayer this Friday at 8 p.m. All right. Those are the primary announcements that we have. I'm going to ask. Uh, we have a presentation at this time, but Deacon Ron Hewen. Uh, Deacon Hewen is here and he's coming. So give him a hand as he comes. He's coming on behalf of the MOVE, the Men of Vision Department. All right. Come on right up. Uh, good morning, church. I want to say happy Mother's Day to all the mothers in the congregation. And uh, Sister Francis, on behalf of the men's ministry of the Living Word Open Bible Church, I want to present this token to you as an appreciation of all your hard work that you've put in to be a mother to us as men and as the overall congregation. You're welcome. Thanks, Senor Brian. All right. Praise God. Then she's going, there's also coming at this time, we're going to uh, have a presentation by Sister Andrea Edwards and Dr. Karen Moss. Let's welcome them. Good morning. Before, happy Mother's Day to all the mothers. Before we begin our presentation, we have a three-minute video we would like to show. Dear Sister Frances, I don't know where to start. It's Mother's Day today and so much is on my heart. I could tell you how much I admire the way you fearlessly serve the Lord with dedication to your ministry using the Bible as your only sword. I could tell you I love your passion when you stand up and preach the word, bringing God's holy presence wherever your voice is heard. I could tell you I love your style from the head wraps to the heels, or more importantly, the elegance that your style of dress reveals. I could talk about your qualities like the skill you have to lead inspiring those around you through your actions and your deeds. I could tell you how much I respect how you play your role as a wife and lover, standing by and respecting your husband, but I'm sure pastors got that covered. I could tell you I love your ambition, your intellect, your vision. When you start something, oh, you finish it, and I call that dedication to the mission. I could talk about your kindness, your passion for the youth, you never spare the rod, but you do always speak the truth. Instead, I'll say Happy Mother's Day and thank you for all of the above. You're a wonderful mother to your children and to everyone you love. You may think your labor is unnoticed like every mother does, but we can never ignore all that you do. A spiritual mother to each and every one of us. Happy Mother's Day, Sister Frances.
Sister Francis. Started as we were little girls, then Gen Xers, your best class, and now mothers ourselves. We're thankful for how you have continuously poured into our lives. The nuggets you gave then, and the ones that you continue to give. We love you. Sister Francis, we just want to say thank you on behalf of the women and young ladies at the church for your immeasurable contribution in our lives. We present these gifts to you as a token of our love and appreciation. Happy Mother's Day. We love you. And to all the mothers, just in case I don't get back here, to say to you at 8 o'clock, a wonderful, blessed Mother's Day. Kick your shoes off, turn your back on the stove, and sit down. <laughs> okay, I'll get the interpretation later on. But with my common sense, I think it says Happy Mother's Day. <laughs> All right, praise God. We're going to have the choir coming at this time, so we're going to put our hands together, welcome the LWBC choir as they come at this time. think about all the things that our mom has done and how God has truly carried them. The song that comes to mind is Be Not Dismayed Where we God will take care of you Beneath the wings of love abide God will 
says, oh, how wonderful, oh, how marvelous to know that Jesus promised he'll take care of me.
cheer for the choir. Jesus promised he'll take care of you. Amen. Amen. Praise God. I'm going to take time out to welcome those who are visiting us for the very first time this morning and our second time guests. We do want to recognize you this morning. If you're visiting with us for the first time, would you please stand so we can recognize you and give you a living word of Bible welcome. Anybody with us for the first time today? Where are you? Let's get him a hand. Let's get him a hand. Praise God. Once you receive the welcome packet, you may be seated. And uh, this is the best time for service to open that packet you receive. And you'll find there what we call a connection card. And uh, in that, you'll have an opportunity to complete that card. Because we want to send you something in the mail. So please complete the card. And on the reverse side, you have the opportunity to write a prayer request. And uh, we do believe in the power of prayer. We see what God has done answer to prayer. And then later on in the service, we're going to tell you how you can be refreshed before you leave today. All right. We are recognizing uh, this is a special day. How about anybody for the second time? Second timers, just wave at me. Anybody for the second time? We want to recognize you. Anybody? Everybody else is first or not first. They're always been here. All right. Praise God. Welcome to all. Turn to the person beside you. It says, good to see you this morning. Well, my message will somewhat explain a little bit about what I'm about to do right now. Because today, we're going to give all the ladies a gift, not just the mothers. And then you will understand why we're doing that a little later on in my, my message. So if you want to listen carefully, you'll get the answer to why we're doing that. So the, some young men are coming at this time. And uh, we're going to uh, honor all the ladies that are here. Uh, so that you'll have a gift today. And uh, so we want to recognize you in a special way, which include all the moms, of course. And so, but moms, we are going to come to you in another way, in a little while especially, but we want to recognize all the ladies that are here today. So, all right, so let me just hold this for a moment here. Put that there. And uh, so I'm going to ask Oshas to help us, starting from the rear. We're going to ask the ladies to come as we're going to sing, play. Make them a blessing out of their lives. May Jesus shine. Make them a blessing. Make them a blessing out of their lives. May Jesus shine.
happy Mother's Day as well to all the mothers. And um, we, all the mothers here should have had a ticket. You should have taken a ticket. You should have gotten a ticket. All the mothers. Okay, now we're talking about the mothers. And all the mothers should have had a ticket. Is there a mother without a ticket? There's a mother back there that said they didn't have a ticket. So, what well, is the mothers over there too? Several mothers. All right, so keep your hands up. And uh, they're going to get you a ticket. Um, so, you somehow came in and slipped in without getting a ticket. Um, um, so, there are several mothers with their hands up. So, uh, and then they're going to bring me the other stuff. So, while they're doing that, we'll, we'll go on to the next item while they're doing that. So, we have this morning for us, we're going to have a presentation, a special presentation by the LWC Children's Choirs. Can we put a big hand for them? I think they have a music. Just one blast. I bet your mom can't do that. Can't she lift up us? No, but she can ride on one with 30 crazy screaming kids like us. Whoa.
I am a superhero who can see for miles. And Supermom, let's give all the supermoms a big hand. Well, two supermoms are going to go shopping right now. And uh, so we are going to do what moms love to do, right? Moms love to shop. So we're going to call two super moms. Okay, so super mom, 
427. That sounds like every super mom. 42798. 427983. Oh, let's welcome that super mom over there. <laughs> Well, you're going to go shopping. Here you are, Supermom. I'm welcoming you. So give me my, your sticker. Let me check what's going on here. Yep. Congratulations. Thank you. Enjoy your time shopping. <laughs> and then we have one more Supermom. 428. Four two eight zero zero. Four two eight zero zero eight. Who's that super mom? Four two eight zero zero eight. Oh, over there! Look at that. You are going shopping too. <laughs> Amen. Congratulations. Enjoy your shopping. <laughs> All right. So we've had some moms going shopping. We've had all the ladies having a gift. Praise God. Isn't that wonderful? And then we're going to prepare our time, our hearts ready for as the LWC dance group comes. Let's give them a big hand led by Miss Camille Anderson. Um, and they're coming to minister for us this morning. Praise God. Will you help me just open up your mouth and glorify God? If he's done anything for you.
something from God tonight. Listening to me on this record, I don't know what it is you're going through, but God said you can get your breakthrough tonight. Look at somebody say, I'm going to get my breakthrough tonight. Right now. Turn around behind you and say, I'm going to get an instantaneous breakthrough. Now you've been praying and seeking God and fasting, and, but when you ask God, do you really have faith that he can do it? Do you serve a God that is able? Do you serve a God that is strong and mighty? Well, if you do, can I tell you how to get your breakthrough? Say, Kirk, Kirk, how can I get my breakthrough right now? You don't know what I'm going through. You don't know what I've been through. This is how you can get it tonight. Come on, let's give a big hand to the dance team. Hallelujah. When the praises go up, the blessings will come down. Amen. That's a lot of practice, a lot of coordinating. Let's give him another hand. Come on. Thank Miss Camille Anderson and others who work with them. And, uh, taking their time a lot of time and a lot of time practicing many hours so that they can minister for the Lord in that way amen praise God now it's time to give to the Lord it's a wonderful time it's a time to be blessed financially this is your moment to be blessed financially as you honor what God says by bringing the tithes and offering to the storehouse and prove him now herewith you want to prove God he says to prove him on this and so this is when you get a chance to prove him and to be able to see his hand at work in your life and recognize that God does honor when we walk in obedience, which is what he says we are to do. So this morning as you give, we're giving off his own. We're reminded that we don't own anything, that God owns everything and uh, He's asked us to bring what we have into the storehouse for him. I'm going to ask uh, Brother Forbes to ask God's blessing and the givers and the gifts. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we're truly grateful to be in your house today, Lord, with an opportunity to act in obedience to you. We know that with obedience comes the blessing. So as we prepare to give our tithes and offerings, we know, Lord, that you already have everything that we need. And as we continue to celebrate those most important women in our lives, 
We ask that they have a special blessing today. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. want to recognize our technology team. We have several up there that work so hard. Kimani, Roshan, Karian, Nathaniel, Michael, Brandon. Let's give them a big hand. They are doing a good job up there. Keeping things rolling. Amen? Hallelujah. You know, there were three sons that left home went out on their own, and they actually prospered. They got back together, and they discussed the gifts that they were going to give their elderly mother. It was Mother's Day, and they wanted to make sure that they gave mom a pretty good gift. The first said, I'm going to build a big house for mom. The second said, i tell you what I do. I'm sending mom a Mercedes Benz with a driver. The third smiled and said, I got you both beat. You know how mom enjoys the Bible? And you know that she can't see well? I sent her a brown parrot that can recite the entire Bible. I took 20 monks in a monastery. It took 20 monks in a monastery, 12 years to teach him. I had to pledge to contribute $100,000 a year for the next 10 years. But it was worth it. Mom just has to name the chapter and verse, and the parrot will recite it. Soon thereafter, Mom sent out her letters of thanks. Milton, she wrote the first son, the house you built is so huge, I live in only one room. 
but I have to clean the whole house. Marvin, she wrote to another, I am too old to travel. I stay home all the time, so I never use the Mercedes, and the driver is so rude. Dearest Melvin, she wrote to the third son, you are the only son to have good sense to know what your mother likes. That chicken was so delicious. $100,000 a year for the next 10 years. I'm sure you'd never bought a a, an expensive chicken as that. A million dollars. But it was worth it for mom. Aren't mom special? Let's give all the moms another hand. <laughs> Who is a mother? What makes a mother a mother? Does it only denote one who has a child? Or is it something more? Can a mother be someone who has no children? So asked Wendy Jensen, a blogger. She said, as I think of Mother's Day and all that entails, I think about those who may be sad or felt left out because they want children, but do not have any due to infertility or other circumstances. She said, I think of many moms with children who feel that they are not worthy of the normal accolades that usually accompany the Mother's Day celebration because of perceived inadequacies. She said, I think of women who were, not, who, were, who were not my birth mother, but who treated me with love, nurtured me, and helped me become who I am. Regardless of what category you fall under as a woman, she said, may I suggest that you're a mother. To all the mothers and mother-like figures who care and nurture, just like mothers do, Happy Mother's Day. I want you to look at this. There's an ad that they're going to be playing for us. It's an ad taken from India. It's an Indian ad that has really done, really been very effective over there, but it also speaks to us on this special day. She will speak in Hindu, but there will be the English translation as well. So let's roll that, see what we have. ठीक से खड़ी रहो ना वहां रेडी होते वक्त ना इतने नखरे मत दिखाना और दूध टाइम पे पी लेना ला पैक कर दू वहां तुम्हें सब बहुत प्यार करेंगे बहुत खुश रखेंगे सब कुछ होगा वहां पर वहां आप नहीं होंगे ना पर मेरा प्यार हमेशा तुम्हारे साथ रहेगा
A mother's love can come in many forms. This Mother's Day, let's also celebrate all the mother-like figures who've made a difference. Now maybe some of you missed it, but in India, that's not a very unusual thing. Here is a mother taking her probably four-year-old up for adoption. And she's taking her to the adoption agency. And she's getting her ready to go. And she says, you know, they'll take good care of you. And the little girl says, but you won't be there, Mom. And she says, but my heart will be there. My love will be there with you. And as she goes through that door, you see she turns and she has that last little letter that she wrote to her mother to tell her I love you as the new family is waiting on the inside. It breaks the heart of a mother to be able to do that. But I've got to tell you, that's a, that's a scene that's repeated so many times in a place where she says to her when she was dressing her, they'll take good care of you. They'll provide for you that I can't do that. And so there are mothers who have gone through those kind of pain. And as you see her leaving, she was wiping the tear from her eyes. You know, they ask mothers, what does it mean to be a mother? I want to give you two responses that they receive. Lauren says, being a mother means being completely and totally overwhelmed in the best possible way, by love, joy, responsibility, and selflessness. Motherhood means sleepless nights, big belly laughs, caterpillars on the coffee table, finger painting in the kitchen, stubbed toes, and gapped tooth grins. Motherhood also made life more colorful than I ever knew it could be. Being a mom means I have two little people who walk around with my heart and soul in the palms of their sweet, smudgy hands. And then Bobby says, to me, being a mother is the greatest job in the world. Helping my girls through all the life, all the things that life throws them, while also lifting them up so they can reach for the stars and grab one. That's being a mom. That's what being a mom is all about. Always being there. The shoulder to cry on. The cheerleader to never give up. The one that gives a standing ovation, the familiar hand to hold. It was Abraham Lincoln who said, behind every great man is a great mother. Napoleon said, let France have great mothers and France will have great sons. The great evangelist D.L. Moody said, all I have ever accomplished I owe to my godly mother. Now someone said on the lighter side, my mother taught me logic. She said, if you fall off the swing and break your neck, don't come running to me. Someone said, my mother taught me humor. When the lawnmower cuts off your toes, don't call me. My mother taught me genetics. You are just like your father. My mother taught me anticipation. Just wait till your father gets home. My mother taught me about receiving. You are going to get it when I get home. My mother taught me about religion. You better pray that that comes out of the carpet. 
My mother taught me about stamina. You sit here and eat all that spinach until it is finished. My mother taught me the circle of life. I brought you into this world and I can take you out. And the all-time favorite, my mother taught me justice. One day, you will have kids. And I hope them turn out just like you. You got your Bibles with you this morning. I want to look at the mother. A mother that is an unusual mother. And she's found in 2 Kings chapter 4. 2 Kings chapter 4. Begins at verse 8. Now read from the New King James Version the story here. 2 Kings chapter 4, beginning at verse 8. Now, now it happened one day that Elisha went to Shunem, where there was a notable woman. And she persuaded him to eat some food. So it was as often as he passed by, he would turn in there to eat some food. And she said to her husband, look now, I know that this is a holy man of God who passes by us regularly. Please let us make a small upper room on the wall and let us put a bed for him there, and a table, and a chair, and a lampstand. So it will be whenever he comes to us, he can turn in there. And it happened one day that he came there, and he turned into the upper room, and lay down there. Then he said to Gehazi, his servant, call the Shumanite woman. And when he had called her, she stood before him, and he said to him, say now to her, look, you have been concerned with us and with all this care. What can I do for you? Do you want me to speak on your behalf to the king or to the commander of the army? She answered, I dwell among my own people. So he said, what then is to be done for her? Gehazi answered, actually, she has no son and her husband is old. So he said, call her. And when he had called her, she stood in the doorway. Then he said, about this time next year, you shall embrace a son. And she said, no, my Lord, man of God, do not lie to your maidservant. But the woman conceived and bore a son when the appointed time had come of which Elisha had told her. And the child grew. And now it happened one day that he went out to his father to the reapers. And he said to his father, my head, my head. So he said to a servant, carry him to his mother. And when they had taken him and brought him to his mother, he sat on her knees till noon and then died. And she went up and laid him on the bed of the man of God, shut the door upon him and went out. Then she called to her husband and said, please send me one of the young men and one of the donkeys that I may run to the man of God and come back. So he said, why are you going to him today? It is neither the new moon nor the Sabbath. And she said, it is well. Then she saddled a donkey and said to her servant, drive and do and go forward and do not slacken the pace of me unless I tell you. And so she departed and went to the man of God at Mount Carmel. 
And so it was when the man of God saw her far off that he said to his servant, Gehazi, look, the Shumanite woman, please now run to meet her and say to her, is it well with you? Is it well with your husband? Is it well with the child? And she answered, it is well. Now when she came to the man of God of the hill, she caught him by the feet, but Gehazi came near to push her away. But the man of God said, let her alone, for her soul is in deep distress. And the Lord has hidden it from me and has not told me. So she said, did I ask for a son, my Lord? Did I not say, do not deceive me? Then he said to Gehazi, get yourself ready and take my staff in your hand and be on your way. If you meet anyone, do not greet them. And if anyone greets you, do not answer him, but lay my staff on the face of the child. And the mother of the child said, as the Lord lives and as your soul lives, I will not leave you. So he arose and followed her. Now Gehazi went on ahead of them and laid the staff on the face of the child, but there was neither voice nor hearing. Therefore he went back to meet him and told him, saying, the child has not awakened. When Elisha came into the house, there was the child lying on his bed. He went in therefore, shut the door behind the two of them, and prayed to the Lord. And he went up and lay on the child, put his mouth on his mouth, his eyes on his eyes, and his hands on his hands. And he stretched himself out on the child, and the flesh of the child became warm. He returned and walked back and forth in the house, and again went up and stretched himself out on the child. Then the child sneezed seven times, and the child opened his eyes. And he called Gehazi and said, Call the Shumanite woman. So he called her, and when she came into him, he said, Pick up your son. So she went in, fell at his feet, bowed to the ground. Then she picked up her son and went out. Let us pray. Our Father and our God, we thank you that your words are life unto those that find them and literal medicine unto all flesh. We ask that you would speak to us today as only you can. We pray that your word will be clear. And as I depend on you, Holy Spirit, may you do what I cannot do. I put myself in your hands and allow you to take full and complete control. May you speak. May you touch hearts. May you change lives. May you minister as only you can. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. I thought about what I would entitle this message this morning, and I thought that I would entitle The Journey of Motherhood. The Journey of Motherhood. And in this passage, we see several things about the journey. The first thing we see is the desire of motherhood. The desire. We learn in a later part of the passage, but we can see that this woman had a desire to be a son. You, mean, you need to understand, brethren, that in Israel, there was a great thing about having not just a child, but having a son. In the Jewish home, that was important. The husband wanted a son to carry on his name and legacy. The wife wanted the son to be evidence of a fruitful womb. She wanted her husband to be pleased with her. You remember Hannah? Hannah, if you remember, fretted for she wanted to have a son. 
She would not have any children. And when she finally decided to ask God and says, if you give me this child, I will give him up to you. She received the son, Samuel. Maybe you remember Rachel, one of the wives of Jacob. The Bible says she begged him for a son. In fact, she said to Jacob, give me a son, give me children or else I die. It was a desire for motherhood. And then, of course, we see in this, we can imagine that desire was been there for a long time and now she's getting older and the biological clock is ticking and the husband is getting older and there is nothing and she just out of hospitality, kind, warm hospitality, she offered to build a room for this man unto their home. She recognized that he was a man of God. And the husband agreed and they built this room and put a table and a bed and a chair and a lamp. And whenever he came by, he would, that's where he would stay. Unbeknownst to her, she didn't realize that she was making a way for her own blessing. It is amazing how sometimes you can start out doing something that is a good deed without looking for any strings attached. But it turns out that you actually are blessed by it even more than the person that you had started out to bless. It's amazing how God works when you do things with a pure heart. It's amazing how God works when you do things selfishly and you're not looking to receive something back from it and how he works it out for you that because you are not looking necessarily for something out of it, he gives you more. Think of Solomon. He appears to Solomon and he says to him as the new king, ask me what you will, a blank check. Ask me, can you imagine God coming to you and says, ask me for whatever. And Solomon, the Bible says, ask, I need wisdom to lead your people because I'm not wise. And God said to him, you know, Solomon, the average person would have asked for long life. And some of the average person would have asked for wealth. You didn't ask for long life. You didn't ask for wealth. So you know what? I'm going to give you what you ask. I'm going to give you wisdom, but I'm going to give you long life, and I'm going to give you wealth as well. It's an amazing thing. This woman was unselfish, and here she was. The man of God is resting on the bed, and he thought. See, he, we are learning several things in this story because we're learning you, you need to remember kindness too. Because he remembered kindness. Did you notice that? He was not ungrateful for what he had done. And he's, he was lying on the bed. I can't imagine. He's thinking. He says, oh, wait a minute. This lady has been so good to us. What can we do for her? So he called Gehazi and said, what, what, what can we do? Call her. He said, well, what can I do for you? Can I speak to the king or can I speak to the command of the army? And she says, no, 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 I'm fine. Because the Bible tells us she's a well-to-do woman. She has everything. She doesn't really need any financial assistance. And then he turns to his servant and says, what can we do? And the servant was very perceptive. He says, you know what? I notice that they have no here. They have all this money. They have all this wealth. But there's no, there's no one to inherit. There's no son. And the husband is not getting old, she says. She says the husband is actually old. 
And, 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 and imagine, I just imagine Elisha sits up on the bed and says, call her back. She comes back and she stands in the doorway and he looks at her and he says to the woman, this time next year you shall hold a son in your hand. He didn't just say a child. He said, I, you shall hold a son. Because he wanted to give her that here exactly. And so it is that the Bible says not very long after the woman conceived. Now when he said that to her, she says, please don't build my hopes up, man of God. Because she was getting along in age and her husband was old and she was saying, I don't, don't build my hopes up. Don't do that to me. Don't do that to me. You know I have a desire. Nine months later or whatever, within a year, she was holding that baby. We see the delight of a mother. We move from the desire to the delight. I can imagine the joy in that home. Any mother knows the joy that comes when she holds that newborn baby. Children bring laughter and happiness to the home. Children are an amazing way to perceive things and cause you to laugh. There was this little boy sitting in church. He was sitting with his mother. And he was listening to the lady behind him, beside him singing. And he says to her, Mother, what is the lady next to me singing? She said, she's singing alto. Oh, no wonder it sounds so bad because we're singing joy to the world. <laughs> Children are amazing, aren't they? So there's a delight in motherhood. There's a desire for motherhood. There's a delight in motherhood. But you know what happens? Not too long after, there's a distress of motherhood. That beautiful, cute little one, so sweet and innocent, grows up to adolescent level, stage. And here comes teenager. Another name for that is stress. A survey says that 70% of U.S. moms say mothering is incredibly stressful and 96% of them feel that they are far more stressed than their parents were. Because with this What's causing the stress is several things. There's financial insecurity. There's an intensive parenting style and higher expectations for kids to succeed. We want our kids to do better than we do. There's a lack of time. There's a lack of support. Relationship demands. And the world is getting much more difficult to raise children. And then there is the adolescence rebellion, teenage rebellion. According to Carl Pickhart in an article of Psychology Today, he says there are two common types of teenage rebellion. One is rebellion of nonconformity. Don't we see that? Where you don't want to socially fit in. In other words, wearing your pants at your waist is not appropriate anymore. You got to wear it below your bottom. That's what I mean by nonconforming. Socially, 
Your child that you sent to school that used to wear the uniform and used to have his belt buckled and probably sometime had his belt up here. <laughs> now has his pants dropping off down here. Because of nonconformity. He wants to fit in with his friends and he doesn't want to conform to the norms. And then he says a second form of rebellion is against adult authorities called rebellion of non-compliance. And the young person asserts this individuality from what his parents like, independence of what his parents want, in case he and in this case, when he does that, he succeeds in provoking disapproval. Rebellion can cause young people to rebel against their own self-interest, rejecting childhood interests, activities, and relationships that often support self-esteem. It can cause them to engage in self-defeating and self-destructive behaviors, refusing to do their schoolwork, or even physically hurting themselves. Example with drug abuse. You know, the survey found that the highest usage rates of marijuana are among young adults, 18 to 25. It is said that in this country, 7 out of 10 young people use marijuana. It can cause them to experiment with high-risk excitement, accepting dares that they would not do as a child. It causes them to reject safe rules and restraints when you're trying to guide them in terms of time they need to get back home, when, who they should be going out with, guarding what their company they keep. They reject many of those different things and it causes stress. It can cause them to injure valid relationships, pushing, pushing against those that care about them and push them away. Yesterday I was talking to a man. He called into a radio station for help. Someone called me and asked me, can I do something? And as I talked with him, he was talking about his teenage son that had been impacted by a divorce. And who had taken up drugs and was really... Had been, they had to baker act him many times and all kinds of things. Uh, it's a terrible situation and he needs some help and he's praying for God to intervene and he doesn't know what to do. He's desperate. His teenage son is going bonkers. What does he do? He's alone with the child. And so what we find is that there's a painful part of the journey. Parenting and motherhood can be very painful. You know, when the Bible talks about it, the Bible talks about the joy that the son brings to the father, but it talks about the pain that the child brings to the mother. Isn't that interesting? When you go in Proverbs, that's how it says. It talks about, you know, and, and you, you see stories all the time of how fathers who have neglected their children, and when they become someone... Uh, they, they turn out well and they do very well. And then it's time for graduation. They show up and say, oh, that's my boy. When the mother is the one who slaved and worked and, and labored over the child all these years. And so there is that, that stress that comes with motherhood. And we find that this woman, she had a terrible situation that occurred. Because for her, it wasn't just teenage rebellion. Her little child... That was probably no more than about four, five or six years old. He, had a, he went out to be with his father in the fields and he's complained of a headache. 
Some theologians felt that there was a sunstroke. He came back in and his mother had him in, his, in her lap and she was nursing the child. And I thought about it, you know. When the child took sick and said to the father, my head, my head, what does he say? Take him to your mother. When, when my, one of my sons, when they were very, was very little, uh, when he was healthy and fine, he only wanted daddy. As soon as he became sick, mommy. Daddy doesn't know anything about what to do with sickness. And so it was, she took the child, they took the child to the mother. She had it in the lap. And she was nursing the child, maybe just thinking, you know, if he just stays there in the cool for a while, the headache will go away. Lo and behold, the child dies in her hands. Now remember, she had no other children. She was, she, this was the joy of her life. And so the child dies, and the next thing we see is that you would think that the average woman would have started to scream, cry out, run, sit, go tell the father to come. We see a very different woman. She didn't panic. She was as calm as cucumber. We see a woman with a strong dependence on God. She actually said to the servant, she actually called to the husband and said, can you send me a servant with a donkey? And he says to her, why do you need it? I'm going to see the man of God. And she said, and he said, but it's not, it's not noon, it's not, it's not Sabbath days, it's not the time when you usually go to visit him. She said, no, not a problem. It is well. Can you imagine she telling the father that? She then takes the son that is dead. And, and she takes the son that is dead and she doesn't put it on the son's bed. She doesn't take the son to the son's bed. She takes the son upstairs to the room that the man of God had and put the baby on his bed. Close the door. She goes down and she gets into the, and she gets to the servant. She says, just ride as fast as you can. If I only, when I tell you to slow down, you slow down. She had a dependence on God. This woman was teaching us that it's necessary in the time of crisis to look solely to God. She didn't look to her husband. She didn't look to anyone else. And she had a faith. She said, it is well. You know, Psalm 62 and verse 5 says, I depend on God alone. I put my hope in him. Verse 6 says, he alone protects and saves me. He's my defender. I shall never be defeated. My salvation and honor depend on God. He is my strong protector. He is my shelter. Here's verse 8. Trust in God at all times, my people. Tell him all your troubles, for he is our refuge. Hudson Taylor, the missionary, tells a story when he was a young man and was preparing to go on the mission field. He decided to take a course in medicine at the London hospital. 
His father volunteered to cover the expenses, and so did the mission board. So now he has two, two groups trying to cover the, 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 his, his time of his expenses while he was in medical school for a short time. And he decided that, you know what? He went to God and prayed about it. Should I take it? And he wrote to both of them and said, I don't need your covering. He turned on both of them. He wrote to his father and says, I don't need you to cover my expenses. He wrote to the mission board and he says, I don't need you to cover my expenses. You know what he said? Here's what Hudson Taylor said. I was simple in the hands of God that he who knew my heart, if he wished to encourage me to go to China, would bless my effort to depend on him alone at home. He says, if I can't depend on God alone at home, how am I going to depend on him when I get over there? You see, my friends, if you can't depend on God in the little situation that you have, how are you going to depend on God when things get really worse? we got to start learning to depend on God. And this mother was teaching us the importance of dependence on God. Dependence is something that has to be relearned on a regular basis. It is easy to fall into the Christian trap of thinking, I've already learned that lesson. If we had a true grasp of our own nature, we would realize that every lesson learned often has to be learned countless times over and over again. Dependence on God is important. God wants us to be dependent on Him. It's so easy in America to trust in medical care because we have insurance policies. We have employment and technology and people. However, you know, usually trusting in such things many times doesn't really work out the way we think. In God's eyes, the most valuable way to live is to trust in Him and Him alone. Mothers, I want to encourage you this morning to rest solely in God. When things get chaotic and you don't know what to do, follow the example of this mother. She was totally dependent on God. And the next thing we see is her determined faith. Here was a determined woman. She said, I am going to the man of God. And she goes to the man of God. And you know, the man of God saw her coming. And he sent his servant, Gehazi, and says, he asked her three questions. Specifically, is it well with you? Is it well with your husband? Is it well with the child? And this woman says, it is well. Wow. What an amazing woman. Talk about confidence. Talk about faith. She said, it is well. And so he realizes that something is wrong. So he says to Elisha, realize. So he says to the servant, take my staff. Take my staff. Go run and put it on the face of the child. This woman comes and she falls on the ground and she grabs him by the feet and she says, as the Lord God lives and as long as you are alive, you're going with me today. She says, I'm not leaving you. See, because she remembered who was the one who spoke to give her that child. He was. And she had confidence that the one who was able to speak with such authority for God, is able to speak with authority to bring the child back alive. 
My friends, when you have seen what God has done for you in the past, and you know in a present situation, you need to remember that the God who did for you yesterday is the same God today and the same God tomorrow. And he's the same one that will be able to do it. And so you use what happened yesterday and the days before to remember and to build your confidence and to know that it doesn't matter the crisis you're in right now. God is able. Hallelujah. So mothers, I want to say to you, especially this morning, when you see your thing and your son may have gone wayward or your child may have gone wayward or things may not have gone, I'm going to tell you this morning, it's not over yet. It's not over yet. The last chapter has not yet been written. This woman had faith. She kept hoping. She, she didn't give up. She kept her faith. She kept her confidence. You know, a pastor was returning from a preaching engagement. He had been on a long flight from one place to another. The first warning of the approaching problems came when the sign on the airplane flashed, fasten your seatbelts. Then after a while, a calm voice said, we shall not be serving the beverages at this time as we're expecting a little turbulence. This is your captain. Please fasten your seatbelts. As they looked around the aircraft, it was obvious that many of the passengers were becoming apprehensive. Later, the voice of the announcer said, we are so sorry that we are, not, we are unable to serve the meal at this time. The turbulence is still ahead of us. Then the storm broke. The ominous cracks of thunder could be heard above the, the roar of the engine. Lightning lit the, sky, the dark skies. And within moments, the plane, if you've ever been in one of those, they start to toss and turn and like a cork upon a wave in the sea. People were crying, he says. He's looked around. There were people crying. There were people praying. There were people holding on. There were people with, they were very nervous. And, and then he looked and he suddenly saw a little girl. And this little girl was sitting in her seat with her legs under her with a book reading. Calm, no apprehension, no fear. And, every, and this continued for a while. And every now and then he would see her close her eyes. And she'd open the eyes and continue reading, relax, fearless. Most people thought that wouldn't make it. When the plane landed, the pastor decided, I gotta find, I gotta know about, I gotta talk to this little girl. So he waited for her to disembark. He walked over and he said, Little girl, I, I noticed that when everybody else was nervous and everybody was worried when the plane was having that turbulent time, you were just calm. What was that? She said, My father is the pilot and he's taking me home. Can I tell you when turbulent times come, you got to remember who is in control. That your father is in control. That your father is the pilot. And he's taking you safely home. So mothers, I want you to know this morning, your father is the pilot. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And then the Bible tells us that when they arrived home, when she pulled the man of God with her and took him home with her, he must have wondered, he wondered, where, where are the mourners? Because when somebody dies like that, there will be mourning. There will be weepers and there will be people there, neighbors coming over. He must have wondered, where are the mourners? There's nobody mourning. And then he looked, he would have said to himself, where is the father? 
The father is not there. He asks a servant, where is the father? He's out in the field. Why? Because he's not been notified. And so he says, he goes to, towards the child's room, and they said, no, 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 no. He's upstairs. Where? He's on your bed. He goes upstairs and he closes the door and only him and the child is in the room. And the first thing he does, he kneels and he prays. Now he doesn't just speak. He prays. And after he prayed, he got up and he lay, he lined the child, he spread his hands out and Mouth to mouth, the Bible says eyes to eyes, face to face. And the child warms a little bit. He gets off, the Bible says, and he's walking up and down the room praying and calling on God. And I can imagine the mother is downstairs wondering what's going to happen. And, I, and, and you know, she's down there and she's expectant. She's believing. I believe she's also praying. And then the man of God keeps doing that. And then finally he goes back on the child, hand to hand, mouth to mouth, eyes to eyes. And, he, and this time the child sneezed seven times. And then the eyes open. He got up. He called his servant Gehazi. He says, call the Shumanite woman. She came upstairs. He opened the door. He says, come on in. He says to her, little boy is by this time sitting up on the bed. Pick up your son. My final point is the destination of motherhood. Because it's a journey. Where are you going? I want you to notice where she did. She didn't go to pick up the son. First thing she did, she got down on her knees, she bowed to the ground, and she began to thank God. Worship. She worshiped him first before she touched the child. You see, did you realize that all of life, the object, the objective of God, is to lead us to worship Him. Mothers, when things don't seem like they're going the way you should, I want you to remember your destination. Because after she had finished worshiping Him, after she had finished thanking God for what He had done, she then went, picked up the child, I can imagine she walked out joyful. You know, being a mother means more than having given birth to a child. It's loving and knowing a soul before you even see it. It's caring and caring for a life completely dependent on you, survival. It is giving air to the lungs that grew within you and sight to the eyes that will never see you as anything but mommy. It is sleepless nights. It's nursing scratches and scrapes. It's being stern and protective. It's teaching them to talk, to walk, and to eventually run. It's learning to hand your child to a stranger and let them teach him what you cannot at times. It's bracing them for a fall and dusting them off after they do. 
It's seeing them, seeing them cry and not knowing how to fix it. So you sit on the floor and hold them and cry right along beside them. It's teaching them that they're smart, capable, funny, and giving them the security to do great things. It's building their self-esteem, supporting their dreams, and loving them unconditionally. It's letting them go, letting them fail, and teaching them how to get back up. It's going without so that they, do not, so they don't have to, and being okay with it. Being a mother is a gift that is unimaginable to any woman who does not have a child in their life. It's a connection that is unmatched and insurmountable in any form or other relationship. It's a love that grows continually, a love that always wants more and better. It's being terrified that you can't prevent pain, injustice, heartbreak, and at times even death. It's laughing at jokes that aren't even funny, but the way they say it makes it hilarious. It's listening to stories that go on and on without a point. It's always being available for the mommy watch me yells and the mommy I need you please. It's drowning out the word mommy repeated over and over. Mommy, mommy in attempts to get your attention. It sang, it's songs sang out of tune and set in squabbles with siblings. It's being mean and teaching hard lessons that hurt you inside so deep that you want to cry. But you must stand strong with resolve. It's being strong for them when you are weak. It's smiling when you want to cry. And it's crying when you're smiling with pride. It's looking through photographs and feeling your heart swell with love and happiness. When you see the beauty, the happiness, and the life in the child's smile and eyes. It's confusion, mistakes, uncharted territory, and blindfolded guessing. It's snuggling on the, coach, watch, on the couch, watching a movie, braiding here till your fingers hurt. It's being, woven, it's being woken up early on Saturday morning because they want to crawl in bed beside you and be close to your heart. It's having the worst day and having them hug you and tell you, Mommy, I love you and need you nothing more. A mother. Who is a mother? That and more. Let's all stand together. Mothers, we want you to know that it doesn't matter where you are on the journey today, whether you are one with a desire for mothership, for motherhood rather, whether you are experienced the delight of motherhood, whether you have been in the distress of motherhood, whether you are like this woman with her determined faith and whether you recognize your destination is to worship him. Today, I want you to know that the final chapter has not been written yet. And if things are not where they seem to be for you, if the things are not where you wish them to be for your children, I want you to have hope. Like this mother, she never gave up. I want you to declare today, it is well. I want every mother that have a situation that you need to see change, say with me, after two, it is well. One, two, it is well. That's what she said. 
She declared it. She spoke it. She believed it. And you saw that she lived it. She didn't panic. Can you imagine the child died, stayed on the bed for a while, was risen from the dead, and the father is not aware of anything that is taking place. He's still in the field. And the mother has gone through that process. And he's going to hear when he comes in in the evening. He's going to get a story that he can't believe. He did what? Yes, he died. Did you remember when I was running to the man of God and you're telling me not to go? I told you it was well. Well, I want to tell you something. It is well because I trust my God. Because I depend on my God. Because my God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that I ask or think. It is well. Hallelujah. This morning it is well. Whatever your situation is this morning, you can declare, it is well. It is well. Tell the person beside you, tell two persons beside you, it is well. It's well. She didn't wait until it was well to believe that. She didn't wait until she saw that to believe that. She believed in her heart it was going to be well. And she acted as if it was well. She never panicked. She didn't cause an alarm. She didn't call the father. She did it all alone. Because she had confidence. That God was going to raise her son from the dead. And every time she was asked, what is wrong? It is well. Is it wrong with your, with your son? It is well. Is it about you? It is well. Is it about your husband? It is well. Father, we thank you today that it is well. We thank that it is well with our souls. Because that is where it must first begin. So today, Lord God, we thank you for mothers. And we thank you for mother-like figures today. Those who have acted in ways who have nurtured the lives and touched others' lives as a mother. We thank you for each one. We ask your blessing upon them today. We ask you, Lord, that you'll minister to them in this very special day. Strengthen them. Encourage them. Carry them. Sustain them. For that mother this morning that is concerned about the outcome of their children. May she remember the story is not over. The last chapter has not yet been written. And may she be like this woman, the Shemanite woman. Be convinced that God is going to turn things around. That God is going to bring a good end. That the destination is a place of worship. And a place of thanksgiving that she one day will get to that place where she says, Thank you, God, for what you've done with my children. Thank you. And give your worship and praise and glory. So we pray that today every mom will leave with a confidence today, declaring it is well. Oh, Lord, bless them, we pray, as they go. 
The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up the light of his countenance upon you and give you his peace. As together we say, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. I have one thing I got to tell you. The mothers, we have refreshments on the outside. But the refreshments today are for all the ladies. Not for the men. Not for the children. But for the ladies. But we want mothers to go first. Amen. And since it is Mother's Day, mothers go first, but every lady gets treated. Amen? All right? So they're waiting for you on the outside. God bless you. Have a happy Mother's Day.